$100 MBA show, delivering practical business lessons on a silver platter every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenhome. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today's episode is a guest teacher episode. On our guest teacher episodes, I invite an expert to teach their area of expertise. Today's guest teacher is Jeet Banerjee. And he'll be teaching you how to find out if your business idea will succeed fast. G has a ton of experience when it comes to this because he's been building businesses since he was 17. He's a serial entrepreneur, a TEDx speaker, a marketing consultant, and a best-selling author. He's going to give you examples from his own experiences, how to know when you have an idea that you should pursue, and when to know it's time to dump this idea and move on. Also, later on in the episode, I'll be sharing on a little free gift he's going to be passing on to all of you. We got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Do you want to learn how to go from good to great to unstoppable? Do you want to maximize your potential? Do you see the value of networking? If you answered yes, invest in yourself. Buy a ticket to Relentless MV, an event being held in Martha's Vineyard September 28th to the 30th featuring elite performers who will share tips, tricks, and experiences to help you become unstoppable. As a listener of the podcast, you get a special deal. Use promo code MBA to receive $500 off. Visit RelentlessMV.com for more information. One of the most crucial things every entrepreneur will have to do is knowing when they have a good idea on their hands, an idea that's worth implementing and seeing through. It's so important to know that the marketplace, that other people want to buy your product or service. And it's not just you who thinks that this idea is wonderful. You can't be the only customer. It's also really important to find out if this idea is worth pursuing early on before you start investing a ton of money and time and resources, you want to only double down on ideas that will work. So in today's guest teacher lesson, Jeep Energy is going to share with you how he has done this in the past, how he's done this with his other businesses, when he succeeded, when he's failed. I'll also be sharing my takeaways and my take on this topic at the end of the lesson. But for now, I'm going to pass it on to Jeet so he can share with you his expertise. Take it away, Jeet. Hey everybody, G Banerjee here, and today I'm going to be teaching you guys how to find out whether or not your business idea is going to succeed or not. And the most important thing and the biggest lesson I think I'm going to share from this is how to fail fast. And I think this is a very important concept that many entrepreneurs struggle with, especially newer entrepreneurs. Uh, I think it many take a very long time before figuring out whether or not a business uh, will work or not. Some end up taking years, and that's a lot of valuable time that you may spend on an idea that never has the roots or the, the successful formula behind it to be successful. So I'm going to share with you guys my personal strategy of how I figure out whether business ideas will work or not very quickly. Um, to give you guys a little bit of a background, I've launched over 10 businesses myself. I've sold two companies for a profit, grown some well beyond my imagination, and also I've had my fair share of failures along the way, so I kind of bring both perspectives to the table. And pretty much when I first started out as an entrepreneur about eight years ago now, one of the first things I learned early on was that I had a ton of business ideas and concepts that I wanted to pursue. And I think this is very natural for entrepreneurs because uh, we as entrepreneurs, we just think of all these ideas and all these things that we want to do. And the biggest thing that I learned was an idea that I necessarily thought was great didn't always mean that other people thought it was amazing as well. 
Um, others didn't necessarily feel the same way about an idea like I did. And the biggest thing that I tell people is that just because you love your idea and your mom loves your idea doesn't mean that the rest of the market and the world is going to feel the same way. So it would be extremely foolish to build out a massive platform, let's say spending tens of thousands of dollars and investing hundreds, if not thousands of hours on a concept without really having any proof or anything called validation, something I love to use. So the biggest thing that I had learned early on that really shaped my process of building businesses uh, comes from this Jay-Z quote, actually. And Jay-Z said it best when he says that men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. And I found this to be extremely true because if you don't get the numbers, data, and statistics to back your concepts and to really support your ideas, you really at the core base of it have nothing. And I think the numbers, data, and statistics are the fundamental elements that every business needs to have supporting them to be successful long term. So I really want to share with you guys the four-step process that I use to figure out whether a business idea is going to succeed or not and whether if it is, uh, if it's not going to succeed, how to just really fail fast. So how to really shortcut the process of failing quickly. Um, so I want to start off by sharing with you guys a real life example of a company that I launched myself. And I'm going to go through the four step process that we used. And this company was called StatFuse. And, um, pretty much what we did with StatFuse was we had this concept of creating a web application that would help high school students get into college. So this was a problem that I had dealt with myself when graduating from high school and going through a college application process. So we decided to create this web platform that would calculate a student's odds of admissions uh, to various universities and pretty much serve as a virtual counselor. Now, this one happened to be a success story because we ended up going through this process of building this business completely from scratch uh, when it was just a piece of... uh, piece of an idea that was in our imagination and uh it was an amazing process uh that we took and we ended up validating our idea and it ended up being a massive success uh it's one of my favorite stories to share because we really grew this company to over 250,000 users and ended up selling the company for a profit without ever spending any money on marketing which i think was really awesome so the first thing that you have to do whether when you begin your journey of figuring out whether a business idea is going to work or not is you got to begin the surveying process. So pretty much when it comes to the surveying process, you want to go out and you want to talk to real life people that you think would be a customer. So reaching out to these individuals, sitting down in person, and I always prefer having these conversations in person just because the value and the insight that you get is much deeper than if you, you know, print out an online survey or mail some out, whatever the case is. So pretty much with with any company and with my company, StatFuse, we had to first identify and figure out, okay, who's our target audience? Who's the ideal person to use this software? So we wanted to get as specific as we possibly could. And for us, it was either the junior, uh, the high school junior that's going to senior year and getting ready for college applications, or the senior that has just started their senior year of high school and they see that college applications are right across the horizon. So lucky for us, we had just graduated high school and we had some good relationships with uh, students and teachers and the principals at our existing high school. So my partner and I uh, went one day after school and we just started walking around and serving as many of the junior and senior high school students that we could. So we came up with a list of questions and we just kind of wanted to know what they thought of our concept one 
and two, if they thought if it was something that they would use, and three, what feedback they would give for us. So it's as simple as going out, approaching these individuals, and asking them, hey, we have this concept. We want to calculate a student's chances of admissions and kind of see whether or not it's a good idea. And so we went around asking all these high school students. Immediately, the responses were overwhelming, like, yes, that's awesome. I would totally use it, or how can I use this right away? Then the second thing we went around and asked them was like, hey, do you have any other feedback or anything else that you would want? And from there, students you know, gave us a bunch of ideas. They told us things like, oh, you guys should add scholarships for students, or you guys should tell us how we can um, better position ourselves to a university, or you guys can help us with the college uh, essays. So we went around and we did all these surveys, and we got really good feedback. But again, that was just what men and women told us, right? So men and women, like I said earlier in the very beginning, they can just lie. They can just be nice and say the right things to you to not hurt your feelings. So then it came down to step two, which was creating a minimum viable product. And I like to call this an MVP. And what a minimum viable product really is, is figuring out what the core value of your idea is and building the most simple version of it. So for our idea, the most simple version of it was creating this college chances calculator and really doing it for only 20 schools, right? So we took the 20 most popular schools that were the most applied to and we created this algorithm that would calculate the students' chances of uh, getting into these universities, right? So we had like the top schools, like the Ivy Leagues, like Harvard, Stanford, Yale, Princeton, um, and some of the UCs like UC Berkeley, USC, UCLA. And so we put all this stuff together. We spent a few months doing it and we just created the most basic version of our product because now we have to take this product and we have to figure out if people are being serious about it and are actually going to use it. So then we came down to step three, which was validation. So we built this very basic, very minimum viable product, uh, the MVP, and then we went back to the high school students and we asked them, hey, we've got this program. It's completely free. Can you guys go through and use this and tell us how you feel, right? So this came down to the validation process. So initially, we would have them use the product. We would watch them as they used the product and really see how they interacted with it and what their thoughts were. Some students came out and said, this is amazing. I love it just the way it is. Other students said, well, everything is a multiple choice option and I felt like I was in band and I won an orchestra performance and I had all these outlier things that you guys didn't take into consideration and I didn't get to share. How is that going to positively or negatively impact my chances, right? So we had to go through and we had to validate many things to our audience and make improvements, right? So we took all this information that the students gave us. Some students told us, well, how do I know that this is accurate? right? I want proof that it's accurate. So that was another thing we wrote down in the validation process. Like, hey, before we go live with this and launch, we need to go out and really figure out um, a way to prove that this works. So our idea for that was take all the students that have already graduated high school, take their report cards, plug that data back in and see how accurate we are and kind of use that as a case study. So that's kind of what constituted this whole validation process. And we spent a few months collecting all this information. And the biggest thing that I tell people uh, during the validation process is ask people to pay you for your product. If people are willing to pay you for your product, that means you're onto something and that means that there's some demand for it. But if people aren't willing to take out their wallets and pay for something, that's when it comes down to that Jay-Z quote that I mentioned that men lie, women lie, but the numbers don't. They're telling you all these things, but they're not willing to pay for it, and they're your ideal audience, which is a red flag. 
And last but not least, the fourth and final step is the reiteration process. So now you go through and you collect all this feedback and you got all this data and you got all this information and insight. And now you figure out, okay, how can I improve my existing product to make it one that um, is going to be appealing to my audience? So you go in and you make the changes. You ask yourself what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. And step three and step four is just a back and forth process. So you go in there and you make the changes. Then you go back and you approach the students, for example, which we did. We went back to the students, had them use it again. And they said, oh, cool. We really like XYZ improvements, but we don't like uh, blah, blah, blah. So then we go back and we reiterate again. And it's just kind of like a recycling process, right? Get the feedback, go back, make the changes and do that. And pretty much after the final reiteration process, we had a product that almost every high school student unanimously said, we love this. And that's when we really built it out, launched it to the public, and were able to achieve all this success. And pretty much through this four-step process, you guys are going to be able to quickly figure out whether your idea is a hit or a miss. Sometimes you may be missing on your idea initially, but through the reiteration process and collecting the data, you guys will find that secret sauce that really works. There'll be some other times where you'll hit your idea right off the bat and you'll be good to go. And then there will be the unfortunate circumstance where there'll be some times where your idea, no matter how many iterations you go through and what you do, just will not take off. And that's when you realize after a certain time period that, hey, this idea isn't the best one. We've got to move on and we've got to try something else. But that's it for this section and this lecture, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks so much. Today's episode of The $100 MBA Show is supported by WGU. WGU is an online university that's changing lives by changing higher education. Its innovative competency-based learning model was designed specifically to fit the lives of busy adults. WGU is nonprofit and surprisingly affordable, offering bachelor's and master's degrees in business, IT, teaching, and nursing. Study anywhere, anytime your schedule allows, which means the faster you demonstrate what you know, the faster you finish. I love this concept. It makes total sense. WGU works with employers to make sure your degree is current and relevant so you'll get the skills and credentials employers are seeking. It's also about half the cost of other online universities, so you can graduate with far less debt or none at all. At WGU, you get personalized one-to-one full-time faculty mentors from day one to graduation. Get your $65 application fee waived at wgu.edu slash 100mba. That's wgu.edu slash 100mba to learn more and get your $65 application fee waived. wgu.edu slash 100mba. Thank you, Jeep Banerjee, for that great lesson and sharing your experiences with our audience. I want to share one thing that I find will be very, very helpful in this process of idea validation. Number one, ideas don't have to be one of a kind, unique, never heard of, super innovative. You just need a unique selling proposition. Let's say, for example, you want to open a pizzeria. You might think, oh, pizzeria, that's pretty common, not very unique. How do I validate an idea like that? Well, if you have a unique selling proposition with your pizzeria, let's say, for example, you specialize in certain types of pizzas, or you're a high-end pizzeria where it's like adults only and it's great for date night, or your pizzeria has a membership model where you get a certain number of pizzas every month. Whatever, the point is that you're delivering or you're offering your product in a new or different way. A lot of people think that their ideas have to be like completely innovative, like Airbnb or Uber or Tesla, but they don't. All that matters is that you have proof that people want what you're offering. Even if your idea is not unique at all, but there's a need, there's a need in your area. There's a need in your locale for that business. 
or in that country. For example, there is a app called TaskRabbit in the U.S., which is basically a marketplace for random tasks. You can ask people to do certain tasks and you can post you know, that job for a certain fee. TaskRabbit did not exist in Australia. So somebody came up and said, hey, there is no TaskRabbit here. This marketplace is completely open to this idea. I'm going to do the same concept, but launch it in Australia and call it AirTasker. Not a completely novel idea, but the marketplace where that person was located needed it. You got to make sure you know there's enough people that want what you're going to offer. To help you out with that, I want to give you access to our free course. It's actually one of our most popular courses inside the $100 MBA. It's called The Five Steps to Idea Validation. If you go to 100mba.net slash free hyphen course, you can get free access to that video course and workbook instantly. Also, G has a great gift for you that he wanted to share with everybody. It's an ebook that you can get for free called Secrets of Insanely Successful People. Just go to jeepbanerjee.com slash download. Well, that wraps up today's lesson. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks again, Jeet, for that great lesson. Before I go, I want to leave you with this. I love how Jeet says fail fast. You want to validate your ideas quickly, find out if they're winners or duds, and move on so you can start working on it or move on to something that is going to work. Don't dilly-dally on this step. Really validate quickly and don't be so precious. Don't be so um, emotionally attached to ideas. Your ultimate goal is to be a successful entrepreneur. How you get there will depend on what ideas, what products you bring to the marketplace. So find ideas that will work so you can get to your goal. All right, I'll check you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care.